You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer. This is Farmer's Kitchen, brought to you by Spinneys, a celebration of all things food. I'm getting you in the mood for the weekend. We were celebrating the snacks of our home countries, even having a taste test. Plus, had the Matar, king of the barbecue, on hand to talk about getting behind the grill this season. Laura Cochland was telling us some of the must-do foodie activities and experiences in the UAE, from burgers on the beach to dining in the desert, getting the industry insider's take on success and failure in F&B. Plus, food waste. What can you do at home, in the supermarket and when you're dining out, and meeting the plant-based chef? You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I've got the biggest smile on my face for a few reasons. Number one reason is Laura Cochran is with us in the studio, industry insider. The other reason is the array of snacks in front of you, Laura. Aren't, aren't I a good interviewer? Do you know what? I think I might make this a rule. If you want to be on the radio, <laughs> yeah. you've got to bring snacks. I'm totally just sucking up and I've just scoured the supermarket as quickly as I could to get all the treats that I could think of. I am here for it. So <laughs> obviously we're having a bit of a, a British snack celebration because yes. that's where I grew up, where you grew up. I have got Tunnock's Caramel Wafers. What? I've never heard of those. Are you serious? I'm serious. My nana, um, Flo, there was the Tunnock's man and he had like a little old fashioned van and he used to come around and sell biscuits and tea. He used to get into the... Oh, that was very, very retro. That is that, very cute. Twiglets? Yes, of course, but... Ugh. They're not great, no. are they? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be putting them forward, but I felt like... You know, Chloe needed to try them. She 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 wasn't, wasn't too bad. Um, and obviously, the Monster Munch are gone. Yes, they I were, mean, Monster Munch is, is key. Monster but, Munch, Quavers, Skips, all in the all in the same. They were gone hours Stella, ago. What, Stella category. What have you brought for us? Okay, um, so I I mean to say I sort of it was like a supermarket sweep. It was as quickly as I could to try and find the bits. Um, but my highlights include Jaffa cakes as a must. Yes. Um, I got party rings, which <gasps> I feel like were every sort of every children's birthday party had to have party rings. Total and you'd just, catnip you'd, to you'd, a child. You'd steal ten of them and you'd put all of them you put one on each finger and, and thumb and you'd just run off and, and feel very um very proud of yourself. So I got myself some party rings for one pound twenty nine. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Does it par- say it on yeah, the yeah. Amazing. Um I've got some milky bars, I've got a big carton of Ribena. I've I'm got- stealing that for my husband. My- Nick is an absolute Ribena freak. Nick, it is a gift to you. Mm-hmm. I've got cheese and onion, uh, Walker's crisps, Quavers. I've got penguins, the original. Oh, now the penguin versus Tim Tam debate rages on in the oh. ARN studio. And Aussie producer Chloe is going to be delighted with this. Tim Tams, I think, are superior. Do you know what? I totally agree with you. Don't tell, don't tell anyone at McVitie's. Sorry, um, but I agree. I think, I think, I think penguins was the OG. I feel like penguin for us was the OG. Oh yeah. And then Tim Tams came in and made it elegant. It's like I feel like it's the Hagen Dazs of like ice cream. You know, elevated. it's like the, it's an elevated yeah. penguin. Loved a penguin though. Like that, that's when you knew you, your family loved you when you got a penguin <laughs> in your lunchbox. I always used to felt like the ones in the red wrappers tasted better. Which is the ones I've brought. Um, so I've got those. And last but not least. I've got some hubba bubba and of course some dib dabs. Sherbet dib dab. How good. So good that I bought two in case you wanted one and I, I wanted to take I, one home. I obviously do. It's really interesting that, to hear everyone's kind of snacks of nostalgia. 
Isabella saying, I love Walker's prawn cocktail crisps. They were like my after a night out cure at university. That and an orange calippo used to sort me out every single time. Uh, we've had street food from Nigeria. We've had lots of crisps. Everyone loves a crisp. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the ideal snack. Isn't it? Uh, nachos from the US, smothered in cheese, jalapenos, olives, whatever floats your boat, and dipped in Uncle Dan's sour cream. Ra- crisp and dips. At one point, I was saying, this is before I met my husband, if I ever get married, the wedding food will just be crisps and dips. Amazing. I, th- I didn't do it, and I've, 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 I'm, I'm devastated about it. Renewal. So yeah, it's, yeah, it is 10 years this year. Crisps and dips for everyone. Um, Laura Cooklin, you are all over Dubai, eating, meeting, talking food. Yes. And it is guest season. I've just had, literally just before the show had mum going, my friend Sue's coming to Dubai. Where should she go? I was like, here we go. I know. I, you need to narrow down. That's such a, it's such a broad statement, isn't it? Where, where should we go? I'm like, well, do they want Middle Eastern food? Do they, what's their price bracket? Do they want a brunch? Do they bringing family? It's, it's, you know, we're these walking encyclopedias, I'll which I don't hate, but I'll it's just sort, difficult. I'll sort out. I'll sort out soon. But you've brought, put together a little uh, bit of a, a hit list on the food front when you've got guests, friends, family in town. What is number one, Laura Cochran? Yeah, so, I mean, look, I don't know about, about you, but you know, people ask us all these questions. They say, you know, what do I do when I'm in Dubai? And, it, you know, you can name off, you know, activities and landmarks and all this kind of stuff. But people do tend to come to you and me and go, right, what are these? What, what, what should I eat? What are the foodie experiences? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we can, ten, we can send them off to, you know, some of the best restaurants, you know, whatever Watson says is the best restaurant or Michelin or, or World's 50 Best. But what are the experiences? So it's a little bit more... There's more to it than just going to uh, an average great restaurant. Yeah. We want we want those things that people will talk about that are, that are that are really true experiences that people really enjoy. So, my first one, I've just had a guest, uh, a friend of ours, both that we we know yeah. and have worked with. Um, so. She came over has, and knows Dubai. She's like, you know, what should we do that's really special? So num- number, my number one for any guest coming into town who is mobile um, is grabbing a Kareem bike on Kite Beach, starting off by Burj Al Arab and cycling down to Kite Beach and stopping for a salt burger. That is like my top, if the weather is cool like it is now, I mean, it's peak. Nowhere better. It's, there is nothing better than cycling down. I mean, it's 20 dirhams a bicycle for the day and you cycle on down, um, stop off at Salt Burger, get yourself a slider, cycle on. Now you can go to Common Ground yes, and grab a nice Joseph tea. Yes, Nes Nas. Exactly. And then you carry on down and you can cycle all the way. We cycled all the way down to Business Bay and it's just such a lovely Dubai experience that most people don't really do, you know? Yeah, so, um, so that is my top one. And, and I mean, stopping up for burgers is always great. Always good. We have got more to add to your list from dining in the desert to getting the best of the city under one roof. Laura Cochran is with us in the studio. If you want to add yours, where are your must visits when you've got guests in town on the food front? We're going to be rounding up a few more, plus the dates for your foodie diary. Tell you what, it's a busy season indeed. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Food writer, industry insider, gal about town. Laura Cochran is with us in the studio and she brought sherbet dib dabs so she can stay. Um, let's talk about where to go, what to do. We've just been discussing some of our favourite foodie destinations when we've got friends in town. I was at Time Out Market the other night and it came to mind that this is just the the destination, especially at this time of year. They open the windows up, you've got the view of the fountains and the Burj Khalifa. Mm-hmm. And it is basically a celebration of some of the city's best spots. 
in yeah. one spot. 100%. You know, it, sometimes it pains me to say it, but I, I couldn't have done a better job of <gasps> picking the, the best homegrown restaurants and putting them into a market. Mm-hmm. If I could have done it, if I had that power, I mean, the list is brilliant. So kudos to, to Time Out for, for kind of putting together a great list. And what's even better is that, for, for especially for us, you know, we get to try different ones because sometimes they rotate. They some guys, some guys leave, and some guys come in. Yeah. So uh, we champion that. So it went there on Monday. Um, by the way, live music Monday night was. Um, they were incredible. A musical duo called Salt and Pepper. Two older guys, one black, one white. Okay, amazing, singing soul, jazz. I know. They were just, I had a message on Instagram going, you're incredible. You make me want to get married again to have you at my wedding. They were amazing. Uh, but three new places at Time Out Dubai were joined uh, by a couple of the chefs last week. So you've got Audion, so beautiful cheese board, great kind of tart tart tart. Uh, Alici doing lovely pastas and uh, seafood from Italy. Um, and Kelvin of Jun's. They've got little Jun's, so lobster rolls we had. M- amazing slice of cake. So Time Out Dubai. The market is incredible for ticking all the boxes for all people. And if you're feeling a bit bougie, book the editor table and they bring you your food. Oh, yes. Um, Alsa Cal's on your list as well, Laura. Yeah, look, I think I, I'm trying to try and uh, when I'm thinking of foodie experiences, I'm trying to make it so it's not just a regular restaurant, right? Yeah. So um, I think sort of going to explore Al Sakal Avenue and Al Cars and, you know, tagging along some of the lovely little food and cafe, food uh, restaurants and cafes that they have in there is perfect. They also have the odd pop-up. There was Ugly Noodles that had a, a stall there. Rascals, the brilliant sandwich shop, they started off there. So you can kind of find these new and exciting little little pop-ups. Uh, Lila Taquiera, they're going to... just open! Yeah, so this is another reason, you know, this uh, Lila, Lila is a wonderful uh, Mexican restaurant that was originally down uh, down by the beach and now they've just opened up um, an exciting little pop-up in um, in Al-Sakal. You've got Nightjar, Nightjar, which has been, I think... I think it's won now every single award that's possible across all the media outlets in Dubai, and rightly so. Project Chaiwala at um, in um, Cinema Kiel. Uh, you've got w- uh, Wild and the Moon. So there's loads of lovely little places to explore when you go and have a look at the galleries. Um, in particular, right now, I just popped into Gold Photo Plus yesterday, which has an amazing collection of photographs uh, depicting the Middle East, predominantly Dubai, f- uh, taken by... Uh, Dubai-based photographers or photographers that used to be here, and it's really, really cool. Ooh, all right. Get that on your, on your weekend list and when you've got guests in town. Arts and snacks at Al Sakal. Mm-hmm. You've also got Dining in the Desert, Sonara. Oh, yeah. I always say it wrong, so I'm going to embarrass myself by saying Bukater. Bukater. I would say it was Bukater. I feel like I'm not saying it Arabic enough. Oh, okay. Well, same. Okay. I apologise. But you know where we mean. Fish. We mean well. We mean well with our terrible pronunciation. <laughs> um, but yes, so dining, dining. There's for the desert experience. You've got to. There, it used to be you'd go and do a desert safari on a June, you know, June buggying, and you're lucky if you got like a bit of a cold shawarma. Yeah, bit of pitta. Yeah, yeah. Now, thanks to Sonara, they've made it really, really stunning. Have you been? Never been to Sonara. Oh, Helen, you would love it. Your kids would love it as well. I'm it not is. taking the kids. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Ditch them then. But. But but bring people from out of town. It is one of those experiences that really is one of the most memorable sort of events that they will do. So you go into the Dubai Desert Conservation Reserve and they have done it up like, I mean, it's just destination of dreams. It's all lit up with fairy lights. Um, there's, it is licensed as well, which is great. Um, and you sort of dine, you sort of relax at the top 
top of this mountain, this dune, where you have some drinks and canapes. And then as the sun sets, you go down into this crater and you have the most exquisite dinner. It is so good and it is so well um, organized that it just it makes for a really really special evening it's not cheap i think it's about 890 dirhams Yikes. maybe per person so it's not cheap but it is it is really really wonderful you, you also might spy the odd um like celebrity this is oh, this is like what really? they do so i would highly recommend that and then of course bukater on the complete opposite end of the spectrum you know go down to the beach and have fresh fish a kilo of prawns and sit on the beach and curry sauce and paratha yeah exactly Happy on like days. plastic plates it's fun we've run out of time um you i know i know we were talking about sherbet dibdabs and penguins for too long oh yeah um laura did also bring in a list of some brilliant foodie dates for the diary so you've got soldex b you've got rugby sevens next weekend yeah um and for the very first time in abu dhabi michelin guide food festival we Mm -hmm. are going to be chatting with those guys very soon to find out exactly how they're celebrating the incredible diversity and quality of food across the uae in the meantime laura you've got brilliant recommendations incredible interviews with other foodie insiders where can we find you on instagram yes please do follow me on by laura lie we i just go around asking all these brilliant culinary insiders um helen i'm going to get you on as well i want to know what your best restaurant is i want to know what your underrated restaurant is and i want to know your favorite bar oh I can tell you happily. Great. The tables will turn. You can ask me the questions Amazing. next time. Sounds great. If you want that, just send me the word food. I'll happily send you the link for more foodie inspiration. Are you going to leave me a show about Dib Dab? A party ring? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. If you want to come back, you will. Okay, then definitely. It's all yours. <laughs> You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. King of the barbecue is here. Hatem Mata, he is cook for royalty, for politicians, for Dubai's hungry food scene. He's cooked in the Maldives, in the desert, in his garden, and his live fire cooking restaurant concept, Fire, is open again for the season. I wish you were in the studio, Hatem. Where are you? I'm in Abu Dhabi cooking for Formula One. Oh, what, what do you mean cooking for Formula One? What does that, what does that look like? Who, who are you barbecuing for like and where? That looks like uh, all of the, the yachts that would like barbecue catering. Uh, mm. We show up with our barbecue and, and feed all of the yachts, and then we've got uh, a star-studded line of us star-studded lineup of uh, performers that we're feeding backstage. Oh my gosh. Are you going to yeah. be doing barbecue for Dave Grohl? Uh, Chris Brown. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving us five minutes of your time. Before no, we... get out of here. You guys are first. You guys come first. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Um, before yeah. we t- start, start talking barbecue and fire, um, you can't win this prize because you are a friend of the show, but I've got a 500 dirham voucher for the person that can convince me that the snacks from their home country are the best. And we've had some very convincing entries. Custard cream, biscuits, uh, pastel de nata, custard tarts from Portugal, says Bella, banana chips, prawn rissois, I hope I'm saying that, prawns in the sweet and savoury masala, yum. Where did you grow up and what was the best snack for you? What takes Um, you back? I'm I'm obviously partial, but Egyptian street food snacks are like, they cover every end of the spectrum. You've got uh, batata, which is uh, sweet potato roasted in an oven that, that has wheels. So the guy's just doling out sweet potato. Uh, there's dong. There's uh, teen shoki. That is the cactus fruit that the guy peels for you uh, right there on the cart. Um, there's uh, corn on the cob. Oh, my God. Just it, 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 Egyptian snacks, period. End of story. That wins it. Okay. Mm, 
Well, we'll see. There's another couple of hours for people. No, I I told you, you can't win. (laughs) Oh, yes, sorry. Now, you are one of the busiest people right now. In fact, just year round. Um, Tell us about fire. For anyone that hasn't been, where is it? And I understand even just a couple of days after reopening the doors, it's already full. Explain the concept for us. Super grateful. Fire is an incredible space. It's uh, designed by my partners and I to reflect all of the live fire cuisines of the world. Uh, Our head chef, Gonzalo, is uh, somebody who I cooked with at the World Championships in Brazil. And then I said, you know what, we need to do something together in Dubai. So uh, it's in Medan. It's across the street from Wellfit. If you look up um, the Kitura Reserve, it's in the heart of the Kitura Reserve. So we're right there on the street, actually. You'll see it from a mile away because it's the only place that has thousand-year-old olive trees and a lot of lights and paddle courts. It's beautiful i mean it really it's such a stunning spot i think it became like an instant instagram kind of destination yeah 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 it's designed that way it's designed that way the guys behind matcha uh paddle courts are the people that did the uh, the design and all the um horticulture and stuff so it's designed that way it's designed to be gorgeous and then be very delicious that's what I say. Feast for the eyes, but also feast for the tums. Tell us about what's on the menu. Have you added anything in for the new season? What are you excited to serve up? Because it's all oh, about man, live you. fire. Yes, ma'am. We've got uh, we've got fish. We've got shrimp. We've got steaks. We've got hanging tomahawk. We've mm. got lamb. We've got um, what's it called? We've got our brisket fatir. We've got Dubai's best burger. We oh. did one point. We did one point. You remember that burger, right? It's, it's so good. It's a big oh my shout. God. We did. We did. We did. Uh, we did, uh, did one point six million burgers last year. <gasps> yeah, isn't that bananas? Hang on. Let's just have a quick recap. Dubai's best burger. What do you think sets it apart, Chef Hatamata? That it's there's nothing in it but the burger. We grind picanha. We put cheese. There's a little bit of sauce. A brioche bun goes over the grill. Bob's your uncle. Same as your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dad. <laughs> and what about dessert? Are you even firing desserts? Yes, ma'am. We've got uh, we've got cast iron dulce de leche crepes. We've got uh, that also come from the grill. We've got uh, camel milk flan. We've got roasted pineapple with ginger cream. So everything, everything you could possibly imagine from the fire, we make it. That's oh. why it's called fire. So, and it's spelled. Let's be honest. Let's let's make it easy for everyone. F I Y. A. Yeah. Um, from, from the desert and the element, so fire the element and then fire the desert, So, and, which is al bar in the wild. So essentially the place is wildfire. Now, as I said, you can't win this prize. However, yeah. if you were to win 500 dirhams to spend on barbecue ingredients, accessories, condiments, spices... What would you be spending that money on in Spinney's? I, I would go, I would go, uh, I would get a beef cheek. I would get salt, pepper, garlic. I would get uh, apple oak chips or apple wood chips. I would smoke that for four hours, pull it apart and make uh, either beef cheek shawarma or beef cheek tacos. we need to we need to make this a reality we really do we need to hang out you and i oh my gosh we do thank you so much for coming in and making us really hungry so where else can we eat your food fire is open now in maydan if you're not on a yacht in the f1 we'll put that aside where else in dubai and have you got any events coming up any you do any live cooking yes ma'am we've got uh we've got liwa we've got mother of the nation we've got al-sirkal we've got Seoul. Uh, Time Out Market is 24 hours a day, 12 to 12. Come hang out. Uh, we're at all of the outdoor events this season in Dubai, all of the outdoor events in Abu Dhabi. And uh, if you miss us, we'll always be at either Time Out at Motar or at Faya in Medan. 
Thank you so much. Have a brilliant time at the F1. Hope to see you soon. In the meantime, you can be found at Hatem Mata on Instagram, the world's yeah. first Arab pitmaster and uh, oh, yeah. all-round brilliant human. Hatem, have a wonderful Thanks, weekend and we'll see Thanks, you soon, girl. all right? Thank you. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I think it's fair to say we're in silly season. Dubai is crazy cuckoo right now, especially in the F&B space. So how do you stay on top in such a competitive market? Restaurant Secrets Inc. is the region's largest and most established F&B incubator firm. And they've revealed their latest project, 1640 Pastronomy. We've got the founder and CEO, Gabrielle Mather, with us today. How are you, Gabrielle? I am well. How are you, Helen? I think you can just take a little pause with me. Just relax because you're running all over town. Just sit. You've got, we've got some snacks. We'll have a cup of tea and a party ring. Um, where do we even begin? Let's start with a new project. What have you been working on and is it ready for public consumption? So that cup of tea, let's get that first on the table because I want to say so many things today and I'm going to try and do it in the little time we have together. Spill the tea. It's been a crazy week, actually, and it's not uh, a week that is my usual week. I do want to slow down, but in the last week, I have launched a new business. I've been at the conference talking about data monetization, and I'm here today talking with you on my favorite show. So it's been Yay. a blessed week with lots of amazing things happening. And 1640 Bistronomy is the new business that we've launched last week on the 21st. It's a project that's been in the making for years now. And I remember coming to you during the pandemic and we spoke about the cost of opening a restaurant, mm-hmm. the risks that, that you know entrepreneurs face in the first year. And I've helped maybe 400 plus clients Uh, in the last 20 years, do different things with F&B. The one thing I've always uh, felt the most suffering for is when I saw a great concept not succeed eventually as a great business. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to find ways to help in reducing those risks, but there isn't much, you know. The business is risky. So with 1640, the vision was to create an existing, running, thriving bistro in a thriving district of Dubai, which is Jumeirah, one of our oldest places, and then create a pop-up and a culinary hub within that thriving area. Ooh, so people can kind of test the concept. Yes, exactly. I think you're, you're, you definitely have an F&B angle because every time <laughs> I talk to you, you come up with ideas. No, but I find it really interesting because Dubai is kind of unique. When you think about other places in the world where you can test a concept, food trucks come to mind. And that's not really the case mm. here. Mm. Expo was a really interesting ground for trying out concepts. I mean, look at Bread Ahead, which came from Borough Market, mm. had never been in the UA before. And off the back of Expo, has just opened its second branch. You've got Global Village, mm. where people can get you know good, good priced real estate to try out their F&B concept, like Bosnian House Kebab, for example. And now they've got branches. But it's, as you say, the outlay, the risk is terrifying and really completely inaccessible for an awful lot of people. So tell us how it's going to work. Yeah, so it's exactly what you said. You know, we've seen great success with pop-ups. We've seen short-term brands find investors and find a market. And they've done it with passion. They've done it in a small space the way it should be. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, food trucks, though, they're a great way to launch businesses in the rest of the world. Because of our infrastructure here, our weather conditions and the rest, they're not. So what, I, what I've been thinking and working on is a space where you have the tw- 12 months a year uh, indoor capacity. You have a consultancy that is holding your hand, walking you through it. But rather than keeping it academic and keeping it 
in the office. We're bringing you now into the field. We're bringing you into a space where you can get your hands dirty. You can roll up your sleeves and you can watch your product being developed. You can watch the challenges of service. You can meet your customers. You can you have the potential to meet investors coming on board. You can run your social media. You can run your marketing virtually while you have a real space where you can test your product as a pop-up for a limited edition time. Look at the response on the price. Look at the response on the taste. And then either you have the confidence and the experience you didn't have, or you have an investor on board. So either ways, it just works out. Oh, we're going to find out more about the kind of concepts that could be popping up at 1640 Pastronomy. Gabrielle from Restaurant, Restaurant Secrets Inc. is with us. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Do you have a foodie dream? Have you had that fantasy about starting a restaurant, starting a cafe, but maybe you don't know where to start. Well, industry insider Gabrielle Mather of uh, Restaurant Secrets Inc., the most appropriately named consulting firm and incubator firm, has revealed its latest project. Uh, 1640 Pastronomy is opening in Jumeirah, Alwassel Road, with a bistro and an opportunity for pop-ups as well to test in real time their concept, their dishes, their service and ultimately see that customer response. So tell us a little bit about what you're looking for when people come in and take over that space, Gabrielle. Um, I think a lot of our clients will benefit first uh, before the others do. Um, It was custom built, keeping in mind what what we see our clients face. So uh, typically a client would come in and build a brand and take the risk of taking their lease, Mm -hmm. uh, a fit out cost, a design cost, and then the recruitment costs, the kitchen equipments, and the list goes on. Here, you've got a ready space where you can now focus on your product and your brand. Those are the two things that Dubai loves, right? A great product and, and a brand that, that speaks to you, that has something unique to offer. So now we can focus on getting those things sorted out. The client comes in and showcases their product for a limited edition. So it's a pop-up space where it shifts a little bit. So you could be coming in and having a meal at 1640. You would get the normal menu. Can I just ask? 1640, what's the name about? Ah, that's a nice one. It's got so many meanings, but the one that's closest to my heart is, you know, Hamptons is one of my biggest projects, one of my dearest projects uh, from 2013. And the Hamptons, uh, the region was... Uh, actually born in 1640. So I wanted that connection always with something that's so close to my heart. So have that thread running through Yeah, it. yeah. So on a typical day then, could you be having almost two different experiences in the space? Exactly. So you could have, you could come in for your regular favorites off the menu because the bistro serves a European fare and you've got, you've got a Jasper grill, you've got salads, you've got main courses and you've got uh, a zero bar where you can have all the fun of a cosmopolitan without, you know, without the alcohol and stuff. A but then, no seccos. <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting what's happening with the Zero Bar. And we've actually kept a watering hole space there that opens out to the outdoor and you could enjoy a drink or a coffee uh, during the day or at night. But then while you're sitting there enjoying that, somebody could bring you a pop-up menu and say, you know, we've got this new brand popping up with five items. It could be a burger. It could be ice cream. It could be churros. It could be anything that you know th- that this particular client is hoping to venture out with and you get a chance to get the first sneak preview at a really good price at a really entry level review of of an amazing new idea while you're also having the the, the regular menu so these are things that can happen as 